Hello, welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kevin. And I'm Leslie. <laughs> in isolation. Yeah, we're both in isolation, which is why we sound very different. So hopefully this stands up all right, otherwise we're going to waste our time. <laughs> How are you in isolation? I am... Um, well, to be honest, there's a few bonuses to this because... I've got the aircon on. Normally, I'm not allowed the aircon on because you feel the cold. <laughs> um, I don't have to wear a collared shirt to put my mic on because you get a bit agitated when I move and I might make a noise. I can do these ones and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> so, for everyone listening, that was just me shaking around in my chair with my arms around. Um, and I've got two beers in front of me and it's a Saturday afternoon, the sun's shining. So, you know, it could be worse. Could be, yeah, could could be worse. You know, I was I was concerned about how you would go in isolation. You're a, a bit of a social butterfly. Yeah, it's not going to be how, nice. How, how have you been keeping yourself busy? I have been working a lot. Um, I have been um, doing a bit, so music, listened a lot of music, did a bit of a mix the other day. You did, it was very um, good. Bought a board game. Yeah, talk to me about this board game. So it's called Twilight something. Um, and what's it called? Deluxe Edition. No, it's ridiculous. It's about the Cold War. Let me just tell you. I only arrived yesterday. Twi- Twilight Struggle. Right, Twilight Struggle. So one person's the US and the other person's the Soviet Union. Got it. And, you bat- and basically you're just battling, trying to get countries and... There's the space race and there's the whole thing. Um, so you showed, you showed the, me a picture of this last night when you had the this the setup. It mm-hmm. looked complicated. Yeah, it's pretty complicated. I read the instructions five times, <laughs> um, and then resorted to a YouTube video. Um, still none the wiser. So uh, I'll try again. I'll persevere. I mean, if I can't understand the instructions, I've got no chance of winning the Cold War, let's be honest. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's killed at least three hours. Just setting the game up. That's Friday night gone. <laughs> so, you know, another day down. Yeah, so we are... I haven't even got into the episode yet. What are we, stage four restrictions now? Stage three? Stage three? We're only three. We're three. Uh, so to summarise what three is... Australia. So everything's locked down apart from takeaways. So you can't go to can't sit in a restaurant, you can't go to a bar, all workplaces pretty much unless it's essential. Um you can really only leave your house to do exercise, to go to shops for compassionate reasons and to like for any medical reasons. Um where you can't be in a social gathering more than two, which to be fair is not a social gathering. Um and you get fined. So, you know, a guy in Melbourne got fined the other day five grand for eating a kebab in a park. Because <laughs> that's not a good reason to be outside. But to be fair, to be fair to him, he, uh, I think his excuse was, I'm just out on a jog. <laughs> and he was eating a kebab. Mm. It could have been post-kebab, like getting his protein. Could be, could be. Um, yeah. So that's where we're at. We're pretty, we pretty much are in a lockdown without anyone actually calling it a lockdown. They're just 100%. they're just turning up the restrictions bit by bit, and so um, I've now been working from home for two weeks. Are you two or three weeks now? Three. It's quite. It's a very different ball game. It's, it's quite hard, oh, isn't it? So bad. 
All I do is sit on video conference meetings all day, just sitting there. And then I forget people can see me, <laughs> which is a problem. The amount of times I just, one time I went up and walked away and left the room. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my headphones on and they're Bluetooth, so you can walk about, right? You can yeah, still be yeah. here. Yeah. And somebody said, where are you going? And I was like, who are they talk to? Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh. Because I was going to the bathroom because I thought I could meet them and they were going to know. So, problem. Uh, you you should you should be up like we talked about this. You should not be locked up indoors. You just no no no. I am not, and I I am by the very definition of extrovert. I am an extrovert. I get my energy from being around other people. Absolutely. So it's hard to try and get yourself motivated when you're and video conferences and stuff. They help, but it doesn't. It isn't the same. It isn't the same. Like like I'm in charge of engagement for my whole organization because they think I can try and make this fun. <laughs> Even I have my limits. <laughs> How can I get 800 people to enjoy being in lockdown? What's that? There'll be uh, VC with silly hats on and, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's, look, every little helps, all right? Everyone's every little it. helps. Every little helps. So said Tesco. <laughs> So anyway, what episode are we on? 56. This is uh, Tourist. This is my pick by the band Athlete. All views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own. While we put fun at Sundance and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Les, last episode was Kasabian. A lot has changed since then. How do you think that episode went? A lot has changed. A lot has changed, but my love for that album has not. Okay. So... Yeah, mixed bag. Some people, you know, I like fans of Kasabian, not fans of Kasabian. Um, that, I mean, that album we discussed is by far and away their best album. They never reached that again. I think we discussed that in the episode. I don't think they did. They never will again. Just is what it is. <laughs> but, um, With that yeah. depressing line in the sound. No, right it's not. it was a good, no, look, I, I still really love that album and I thought it was a good episode and I thought, um, you know, people probably learn quite a bit about Kasabian that they might not have known. Yeah, and and also it's the last time me and you will see each other for about two months. We reckon this will go for. Oof! You kidding yourself? You don't think by the end of June we'll be out of here? You reckon? <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. Well, someone said to me that we are aiming to be still working from home until the first week of September. Oh, that just. No, I. Oh, have I told you my two week thing? I've actually got my whole company to do this. Right. To anyone who talks to me, including my boss. Right. So we have this meeting every morning at 8 a.m. about, obviously, COVID 19 mm-hmm. and just any updates and things that we're hearing in the organization, etc. And they keep talking about it. And I said, look, I'm going to have to stop everybody here because everybody knows that I'm a relatively positive person. And I need to have hope. Like, I have to know. I said, so what we're going to do just for me is that we're just always going to say it's two weeks. Because <laughs> I'm just going to keep thinking it's two weeks. Even if two weeks passes, I'm still going to think it's two weeks. <laughs> so it could be six months, but I'm still going to think it's two weeks. It's kind of mind over matter. My boss is like, like are you a goldfish? And I went, maybe. But... So now everybody says to me, so we know this might go on until, and they stop and they go, 
For two weeks. Two weeks. Yep, yep. <laughs> I can do it two weeks. This is fine. We've got this. Um, because otherwise, I can't think about that. No. I cannot think about not socialising or seeing my friends or buying a pint or going to a restaurant for five months. Oh, God. Going to the beach, going for a walk. Um, I will never take any of those things for granted again. Um, oh, but I also depressing. want to put some pers- yeah, I want to put some perspective on it too. Though at the end of the day, you know, there are people saying this is our generation's like biggest thing since World War Two, mm. and then you're like, ah, I think I'd rather be in my house with a PlayStation Four, my beer full of fridge, yeah. I mean, my beer full of fridge, my fridge full of beer, yeah. um, and Netflix. Then have to go through World War Two. Yeah. So we yeah. do need to take it into perspective. Yeah, yeah. We um, we're all staying in lockdown, so we save people's lives, and that's the upshot of this, right? So for me, it's not hard when I actually, when I take a step back and think about why I'm staying inside, I, I no longer have a problem. Yeah. And where do you think we are, Australia wise, current state? Like a lot of people are saying that we, we're actually containing it quite well. The, the, Mm-hmm. The separation and distancing seems to be working quite well. Would you think we're we're treading water, or do you think we're going to see the worst of it? Uh, I have not. I don't think we've seen the worst of it yet. And if I, like, to be honest, if I was Scott Morrison, well, I wouldn't be because I'm hundred times better than that kind. But um, if I was, I would be putting us in lockdown now. Yeah, I think just do it. Yeah, just do it four weeks. Let's just see what happens. They've done quite a bit. I've got to be fair. Like, there's a lot of financial assistance. I think they're doing is. a good job there. Um, I do think that they're trying really hard from an economic perspective not to put us into full lockdown. But mm. the reality is I would rather be in lockdown for a short period of time than a half lockdown for a long time. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like sort of a half-baked lock- locking. Yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been gradually winding us changing our mindset to get used to it and like you said he's been keeping the economy going uh, and trying not to to impact everyone because obviously you've got businesses you've got schools you've got all this this things that get affected by this so i think he's just granular gradually getting there we've got school holidays coming up which will make a big difference i think he's been hanging out for school holidays to come so that he doesn't have to shut down schools the financial assistance the job seeker allowance uh and the the uh, was it the stimulus as well? The one mm. he's done around businesses, the childcare allowance. Now he's actually there's a lot actually. I have to say specifically in the last week because they got they got a lot of hassle for not doing anything, and then in the last week they really turned up turned it up a bit. I always find it amazing that conservative governments in time like this always turn to left wing policies, mm. and what's gonna and that's always the same. They would never do this otherwise, but you can't now. It tells you that that's what you've got to do. To have an equitable society, you have to help people who need it. And they won't when this goes, they'll go back to the normal crap. People are new start living 40 bucks a week and apparently that's fine. Mm. When when they realise, when everybody's in that situation, it's not really a thing. Mm. It's just because he doesn't want to help the weakest. And that's always the problem with, him, yeah. with that kind of government. Um, then what's going to happen is, when we come out of this, they're just going to blame Labour. Us Labour's fault. <laughs> They got us into debt all the other time. So anyway, on to, uh, we hope that everyone's being safe, okay, isolating themselves, 
uh, and we're hoping that we can kind of uh, take your mind off it for a little bit with some good music. I have some good news, Leslie. Not uh, this episode. In... <laughs> you can't see... <laughs> you, you... Straightening. I can no, wave you can... at you. I know, you can wave at me and stick your fingers up at me and all annoying so stuff. So we're actually on a WhatsApp video call looking at each other so we could still have... I just... Honestly, it's purely so I can still see his reactions to my... anything that I basically see. But, um... But yet we're on the headphones. So that's, it's still quite good. Okay. So i got some good news. So first of all, we're just about to tip over into 30,000 full streams. 30,000. Wow. 30,000. Uh, so thank you for that. Now, we've got two... Thank you so much. Two quite unusual chart positions this week. We've got 22 in South Korea. Yep, makes sense. Yep, and 13 in Taiwan. Makes sense, they're massive Kasabian fans. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I don't know that. <laughs> um, and we've got a review, which I can't... I'm so glad you're on WhatsApp, because I can't wait to see your face, right? <laughs> I haven't sent it to you specifically for this reason. It's called... One minor thing. Listen to the Drawn to the Deep End pod as I'm a massive Genie fan. They didn't really start talking about the album until 50-odd minutes in, then raced through the album quickly. I'm still going to give it five stars. I'm going to try the Long Pigs one next. That's an awesome episode anyway. And the constant singing really got on my nerves, but I'm going to try some more. Well, you don't have to listen. I'd rather you don't. It's the first thing someone said about you singing. First thing. Yeah. Um, What's this person called? Crouchy's head in the UK. Don't listen. Just hang up. <laughs> if he's only listened to one episode, you've got a long way to go of Leslie singing. Yeah, and why why have you jumped in at that at that level? It's a great and that why was like you... a, that was like a two hour episode as well. I think that's when we were really into the, the, the two hour ones, but we still got five stars. So if you are still listening to us, let us know if we if we made it up to you or what your thoughts are now. And uh, if we get silence, we know you uh, think I'm back. Right, Les, you got anything else before we play some music? No. <laughs> song of the week. Go on, give us a song of song of the week. I better not sing it in case Crouchy up my arse. Is <laughs> Um, song of the week, song of the week, song of the week. It's beautiful, lovely. Song of the week, Souljacker with the song Nocebo. Souljacker are a North Wales-based alternative rock band influenced by the likes of The Beatles, The Who, Led Zepp, Black Sabbath, Guns N' Roses, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Stone Roses, Oasis, Feeder, Eels, <gasps> Queens of the Stone Ages, and Arctic Monkeys, to name a few. That is quite the collection. Since May 2018, the band have been well-received live, captivating crowds with their original, energetic, powerful songs and musical performance. So here we go, Soul Jacker with Nocebo.
Thank you, Soul Jacker. Um, Les. It's Les Says. I just want to pause on song of the week. Can I just, I've got something to say about it. Oh, go. Not the actual song, but the segment. So, I don't know if you saw a tweet this this week, but it's what made me really happy was the power of song of the week. So, Ian tweeted that he heard the song The Other by Wen Young, and it ended up being his most played song on Spotify of 2019. And he would never have heard that had it not been for us playing it on Song of the Week. So That's awesome. For me, um, I went, do you know what? That's the whole, like, I feel that like we started off on talking about these old bands and I've talked loads about the fact that I love the fact we're talking about all these new bands and, and getting to play all this music and play their songs. But the fact that that was someone, top played song on Spotify, you have to be smashing that a lot for that to be the case. Um, and he wouldn't have heard it otherwise, then I think that's, that is that's the power cool. of this. This is the power of sharing music. It's the power of getting out there. So I thought that, that really made me smile this Lovely. Week. That's really nice. That is awesome. <clears throat> Cheers, Ian. Lovely. Uh, Liz says, what are we doing? What are we reviewing? Um, a couple albums, Kev. So, <laughs> um, first one, Slow Readers Club, The Joy of the Return. Okay. And Circle Waves, Happy Sad. So like the Ooh. half of the, the album and then the, the full thing. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, you, made, you gave me two pieces. So I'm ready, I'm ready for that. Um, what do you want to go first? So we'll do Slow Readers Club. So this is their fourth album. We've talked about them before, so I'm not going to go into all the band members, etc. But this is their fourth album. We reviewed their um, third album, Build a Tower. Probably a few loads of episodes back, and it was the first that's how we actually first heard of them. Um, and we both rated that album very high. We did build it from memory, so absolutely. Will Slow Readers Club be able to score a double, <laughs> or oh, are they well, going to be left with a solitary win? I love these hooks. And Les says they just they're oh, just amazing. I don't know where they come from. Sometimes <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It's just the creative juices get flowing. Um, All right. So what I'll do you want to do? Reviews. I'll kick it. We'll do Slow Readers Club. So Excess Noise gave this nine out of ten. So Manchester is the Slow Readers Club are back with the fourth album, The Joy Return. Um, the band have also shared their singles, All I Hear, Jericho, and Killing Me from the album. And last year we saw them play. 32-date European tour and a number of sold-out UK shows after the release of their third album, Build a Tower. Their ever-growing popularity has been impressive and they've also, well, they won't now because I think if they listen it, there won't be a tour now. So, yeah, park that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, All I Hear kicks off the album with punchy drums and guitar. Vocalist Aaron Starkey's voice is evocative and has a touch of Jimmy Somerville about it on the higher notes. And the money that you make is making you a slave. It contains a reader's hallmark, emotive lyrics, and thumping beat, and is a great first track to showcase their talents. There's not one dud track on this album. The Slow Readers Club are enduring and continue to create ever greater depths and layers to their music to contagious effect. Musical storytellers for our generation. 
Next, under the radar mag, seven and a half out of ten. Mm. Ever since the Arctic Monkeys burst onto the scene nearly 15 years ago, British indie rock has enjoyed something of a renaissance. The history of this music surely extends beyond 2005, but since Alex Turner and Cole started singing about dance floors and afternoon views, the bands cropping up in their shadow have become ten a penny. It's for this reason that albums like The Joy of Return, released from Manchester-based Leaders Club, have become so seemingly infrequent. It's an album that quite assuredly raises its head above the parapet, combining their trademark indie and alternative stylings with popular and more musical compositions. Highlights include Jericho, All the Idols and closing track The Weight. It all adds up to some of the most immediately compelling indie pop released in a long while. A surprising and effortless release, the joy of the return feels like the start of something big for the band. One only hopes that they can keep this element of surprise going into the future. So two pretty positive reviews there. Kev, I'm going to hand the baton over to you. Let's take this into the next stage of the relay. (laughs) Jesus, wow. Amazing. All right. I was pumped for this. I was really, yeah. really excited yeah. for this album. Um, Build a Tower is is a fantastic album that I still listen to today. Packs a real punch. It was one of those albums last year. It's probably in maybe the top ten albums of, of last year. We were just so excited excited about it. Ah, this one um, underwhelming. Uh, which I'm really disappointed to say. I. The first track I heard of this was was Paris, uh, just 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 on its own, and I went, oh, that's that's oh, didn't quite expect that. That's all right. And then it's kind of how I feel about the album. So look, there are there are some really good tracks on it. All I hear the intros is actually a really good song. Something missing, killing me. No surprise is the best song on the album in my opinion. But there's some other tracks that just don't sit that well with me jericho i'm not a fan of paris like i said it's it's, it's, not, it's not there for me zero hour the weight ah. look first time i listened to this i was pretty disappointed uh mm-hmm. it does get better every listening but it's not it's not as strong as build the tower and it doesn't seem to pack the same punch there's no tracks that blow me away either there's no ones that really i go oh that's that's a banger of a track um so it just also there's a couple of little annoying things on me um you know how you the band u2 they have this guitar echo effect on all of their songs that and you could get yeah these guys these guys used a lot on this album and i was just like oh they've got that, that sound again oh there it is again and look this is not a bad album this is half decent it's just not as good not as strong and i think i'm a little bit disappointed with it to be honest mm. out five i'd probably give it around a two and a half and a three which takes it to a five or a six out of ten which feels really harsh for this album but you got a pick on five or six i think i'd go a five because i don't think i'm ever gonna listen to it i actually don't think i'm gonna listen to this album again les Whew. okay and i like i like this band but that is just a disappointing album for me. Okay, it's good. good. You're gonna hang so, out to dry on this one. <laughs> no, look. So when you first asked me about it, 
and I said, look, I'm not a huge fan of either after the first listen, to be honest. Oh. It didn't hook me in first listen. Mm-hmm. But it grew on me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a fan of it. No. But hold on. Hold on. I love the first track, All I Hear. I do love Something Missing, Problem Child. Actually, Paris is my favourite song on the album. Oh, what? Yeah. Um, and Every wow. Word. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the song The Idol Zero Hour. I think The Wait is a great way to end the to end the album. Um, look, they have that same sound as they've had at the previous albums, right? So it's really obvious who they're influenced by, but they're, they're also unique at the same time, right? Because you kind of know it's them when you hear them. Um, it's not as strong as Build a Tower. It's just not, right? I just thought this is an album that I won't rush back to. But I wouldn't not listen to it again. Like, I would listen to it again. But it isn't going to be my favourite of Les Says. Um, and not as strong as Build a Tower. Um, but Luke's still a solid album, so I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. All right. I just, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you got more out of it than I did. Yeah. I, I can't see myself going back to this. But I'm really excited to see what you think of the next album. Because you've been banging mm-hmm. about this for months, and this is yeah. the second piece of the jigsaw puzzle. Oh, oh God. no! Is it a corner piece or is it <laughs> a middle piece? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Tremendous! Oh, I should be on my own. I should not be on my own. You should not. <laughs> See? So I am. Anyway, Circle cool. Waves. So we talked about the first... Um, we talked about them when we spoke about we the first about happy. of the album. We did. This is now Sad Happy. We're going to talk about it as sad of those tracks, but then talk about it as a whole album. Um, so I got reviews for the whole album now. So NME for the whole of Sad Happy, give it four out of five. Okay. So, with Sad Happy, Circle Waves are aiming for growth while staying true to themselves. Contradictory, for sure, and that's the driving force behind the double record. This is the product of a band acutely aware of their place in the indie rock ecosystem. We were inspired by how quickly pop and hip-hop move and didn't want to be left behind frontman Kieran Shuttle told Enemy last year. We felt like alternative music needed a quick, quicker turnaround. This double album, unlike some other recent offerings that boast two individual sides on one same album, for example, Coldplay's Ever Everyday Life, is two entirely different records glued together. Happy has been in the world for some months already, while Sad is brand new. It is what it sounds like, a collection of songs from the same band, yes, but two albums with completely different goals and successes. Sad Happy achieves its goal of communicating a messy, divided and confusing climate inhabited by torn apart people always looking back to the past while being carried mercilessly into the future. It's conflicted look at modern life feels relevant and a breathless always on society. Sad happy is bittersweet more than anything which feels like the truest emotion for this album, one that successfully communicates the modern maelstrom of everyday pain and joy. Mm. Oof, no. um, indie is not a genre. Oh, yeah. Four, four and a half out of five. Wow. Circle Waste fans have been in for a delight recently and have been treated with a two-part album collectively known as Sad Happy. 
The record has broken down into smaller parts, Happy, which was released in January, and Sad, which was released in March. Perhaps the most intriguing part of the whole album is Train to Lime Street, a song that features absolutely no vocals. Instead, the audience is forced to just stop and listen. It's extremely effective, especially in this fast-moving time of social media, just to sit and focus on the noises such as chatter and train tracks. Circle Waves have almost created a song to med meditate and relax to, something so important for all, us all to do. The last track, Birthday Cake, focuses on ageing, and as lead singer Kieran Shuttle said in an interview, I think the celebration of growing old is an odd thing. Reflective in it, elegant lyrics in the song, Who Cares When We Go? It's a beautifully crafted slow song to reflect the bittersweet aspects of life. Circle Waves deliver a stunning new album, full of the contradictions that we deal with through life. They remind us that it's perfectly normal to be sad and happy. Boom! Great review. Great review. Great review. All right, you go first because this is this is your. You were banging. You loved Happy. What did you give Happy again? Do you remember? Oh, oh it's eight or something. Right. So, how do you feel about this one? Okay. So, I listened to the second half of the album on its own, like as in separately, and then I listened to the album as one. Okay. I am a massive fan of this band. This album, I love the fact it's been broken into two parts. Coldplay try to do it, and they completely shit themselves. So this is on another, but I get it. Um, I know it probably makes you angry, but I absolutely love it. Sad Happy is a, such an amazing track to kick it off. It is, I think, the best song on the full thing. Um, Wake Up Call's Awesome, Sympathy, Battered and Bruised. Um, I think that's got a bit of whistling in it there for just a week. Train to Lime Street birthday cake so it is I, look i just i really like those songs on their own when you listen to it in full it is just a brilliant album like i genuinely genuinely love it um i will go back to that album time after time sad happy will stick in my head for a long time they sing i love the vocals i love his voice i love the fact that the tracks are different if you dig into the lyrics a lot of what's been said in those reviews can say a lot more um, I guess articulately than I can, but it is really, if you take the time, it is a stunning, stunning, stunning album, and I'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten. Oh, well done! That's awesome. I'm glad. Glad that the second half, because uh, you really liked Happy, so I'm happy that you liked Sad. But anyway, that's really good. Yeah. That's good news. What do you think I thought about it? No, you're probably not a fan. But I don't know why. You'd be wrong. Um, oh! I so I you you challenged me to listen to the two parts, to listen to sad first, and then listen to the whole thing. Um, I gave happy. So I was more happy. I gave a six out of ten. Right. You're just angry at the eight I was just angry. I was just angry because yes, I was like, oh, you don't yeah. want to do that for me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Look, I really liked sad as a standalone piece of work. And yeah. then when you tie it back to Happy and you get this album that is, every song is, is, is a knockout. Um, every song is, is different. Um, it has its quiet, soft moments, and then it has absolute belters. Um, so first of all, with Sad, I liked it, I liked it more than Happy, I have to say. Um, I do, 
I expected it to be sadder, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. The, the first, the first oh, time I listened. There's a couple of sad tracks. There, there's, there's a couple of sad tracks, but when you when you kick off with happy sad, I was like, mm, this kind of feels quite samey samey to to happy. But then there are some really nice sad slow songs on this. Um, look, there are some great great songs on it. Sad happy you talked about that intro is fantastic. Wake up call. Sympathy is my favorite song on the album, like out of all of them, because it's just, just gorgeous, simple, brilliant. Uh, Hope there's a heaven. I like birthday cake. The last song, actually, the interlude, which you just talked about, was something you probably have to sit and focus and listen to. I've put in the me category, probably because I haven't given it that time, and I probably yeah. need to. This album, if I opened up my Spotify right now. It'd be my top six favorite albums right now to listen to, um, which is oh. yeah. So, like you said, great brand, great lyrics, great vocalist. I love the. I don't so much get the two aspects of the album, but I like both sides of them, and as a whole, it just works. So for me, eight out of ten. Whoa! I'm really pleased with that. Great that's gonna be one of the that's gonna be one of the top ones of the homework. I need to do the song. I would but... I would say that's probably one of our favourite ones this season so far. Hundred percent, great album, great band. It is. What's what's the go for next week? What are we doing next? So next week we have Hillary Woods. Hillary Woods. Uh, Hillary Woods. Hillary Woods. JJ seventy two. That's it. Awesome. So she's got her her second solo album, Birthmark. Okay, got it. And we're doing um, Catholic Action, who we reviewed last time, and you liked them, I wasn't a big fan. And their new album is called Celebrated by Strangers. Fantastic. Okay. So that is our homework. Um, But before we kick on, um, if you remember in the last episode, I asked for people to send me some music. Send me stuff that you want me to listen to. I I did. And I got some. So I got a couple of albums from Ian, so thank you. So he gave me um, an album called Shake, Shiver and Moan by a band called The 2220s. Okay. And an album by a Liverpudlian band called The Silent Hours by The Open. Chris at Soundtrack Podcast told us about the band to listen to the new pornographers. Oh, yeah. So what I thought I'll do is I'll listen to one of these and I'll talk about one of them each episode. Okay. So this episode, I listened to the album Shake, Shiver and Moan by the 2022s. Now, Ian, I was a little bit dubious, I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have never heard of this. What is this? This is going to be grim. But you've asked me, and my mum always told me to have manners, so <laughs> I thought I should probably listen to it. But I'm glad I did. I really, really enjoyed it. I would totally recommend it. Great track. So the opening track is a song called Heart on a String, and it opens the album absolutely brilliantly. Um, there's a track on it called Latest Heartbreak. It's stunning. I've been listening to that quite re- for, for quite a long time. This band, they're from Lincolnshire. The album's 10 years old, but seriously, it sounds pretty fresh from an indie perspective. It could be on Les Says now, and I wouldn't have batted an eyelid. Um the title track, Shake, Shiver and Moan, is also really good. Um, there's a track that ends the album called Morning Train. It's really Beatlesque, but it's a really good track. So, Kev, have a listen to it. 
2022's The Album Shake Shiver Morn, it's on Spotify. Um, really, really good band, so thank you, Ian. Nice. Um, I am really pleased. It takes a couple of listens. The first track you get it and you're like, oh, this is going to be good, and then it kind of gets a bit slower. Latest Heartbreak will hook you in, you'll really love that. Take, take the time to have a couple of listens, but okay. really interesting that they didn't, I mean, maybe they did and we just didn't know, but I haven't heard of them until now. Um, but good band, so thank you. So I'll have a look for the Silent Hours, that album for next week. We can listen to new pornographers, but keep them coming. If there's any albums that you think are unique to you or a bit different and you want me to have a little listen to them, I'll have a look. I'll talk about them quickly at the end of Les Says. So it's Les Says, Listeners Says, Les Then Says, if it's good or bad. It's good. <laughs> So it's catchy, it's catchy. Rolls it's off the really tongue. catchy. Liz says, Liz says, then Liz says, if it's good or bad. <laughs> anyway, so there. So anyway, listen to this. If you've not heard of the 2020, 2220s, go and have a listen. Okay, cool. All right. Remind me and I'll have a listen to it uh, yeah. this week. Cool. Um, all, all right. Let's get into this week's album, which I know you are pumped, pumped oh. for. I thought you would be really... I, did, I thought you would be quite positive about this. Yes, well, you thought wrong. <laughs> um, I was, because the thing is, this is one of these, I'm not going to give too much away. This was an album, this was a band when we first said, let's talk about bands in the 2000s, came to my front of my head pretty quickly. Right. So I clearly have fonder memories than I give, <laughs> than I should. So. Oh, that's a shame. Well, and you're going to so feel bad. coronavirus, but you know. Oh, Jesus. Right, um, let's get into it. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this week's album, Athletes Tourist. Okay, the album cover is a sofa chair surrounded by electronics and wires. I tried to, to actually find out who designed this because it should actually be in like a modern art gallery. It looks awesome, um, mm. but it's not. It was released on the 31st of Jan 2005. This is Athlete's second album. What came previously, Vehicles and Albums. Oh, uh, is that right? Vehicles and Albums? No, it's not. Vehicles and Animals. Animals, thank you. Number 19, 19th of April 2003. What did you think of Vehicles and Animals? Uh, better than this. Did you really? Yeah, I'm really sad that you picked this album. Right, again, you'll feel bad when I tell you why I picked it. And what followed it was Beyond the Neighbourhood, which was number I won't five. feel bad when you tell me, because I kind of know, but it doesn't make my ears bleed any less. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I mean, I care about you, and I'm sure, but, I mean, really, at the end of the day, this is an honest review of an album, which, you know, I'm not going to just pretend, because it might make Kev sad, because that ship sailed in episode one, let's be honest. So, I'm sorry. I'm just going to discuss the album as I find it in a professional music reviewer style. Carry on. Thanks. <laughs> if, there such, if there was a virtual slap that could happen right about now, such a knob. Right. So, what followed it? Yep, beyond the neighbourhood. The label was Parlophone. The producer was a guy called Victor Von Vugt, V-U-G-T. He's an Australian that lives in New York. 
right? So he's worked with Nick Cave from the Bad Seeds, Beth Orton, PJ Harvey, Depeche Mode, Gogel, Bordello, The Pogues, The Fall, I'm not even trying to attempt who that was, Billy Bragg, Luna, Athlete, Alison Moye, The Despocable Heroes of Hypocrisy. Oh. Uh, he's done Australian acts such as Sarah Blasco, Claire Bowditch, The Panics, Augie March, Robert Forster, Dave Graney, The Triffids, The Go-Betweens, and The Black-Eyed Susans. Christ, that's a lot, right? That is a lot. It's also uh, by John Cornfield. He's British. He's worked with a whole stack of Britpop artists, Supergrass, The Blue Tones. He's also worked with News, Razorlight as well. Um, This is 11 tracks, 46 minutes. What did you think about the length of this album? I don't know why I asked that question. A bit long. (laughs) Kind of draggy. I realised as I said that, Matt, why did you ask that question? You've never asked it on any other episode. Why would you pick this one? Um, what? Where did you think to, that this got to in the charts? Uh, quite. I actually think it probably got quite high off the back of, I reckon, number seven. Number one, it got to. Holy smokes. Oh, and how long do you think it was in the charts for? So probably people bought it out of anticipation, got to number one, listened to it, so bought two weeks. <laughs> 37. Oh, <laughs> right, you ready? Albums. Yeah. Top 10 albums. Rooster by Rooster. Cool. Who the, who Love they? Elvis by Elvis Presley. Hopes and Fears by Keen. Oh, yeah. American Idiot by Green Day. Thoughts on oh Green my Day? god, I hate Green Day. Awful. Absolute crap. Hate them. If I heard that one more time, every backpacker on the planet pick that on their guitar and sing it, looking over the beach and think they were amazing. I just wanted to punch you in the face. Give me a guitar, you clown. Honestly. Hate it. <laughs> I hate Green Day. Hate them. Absolutely hate them. Anyway, just make sure that people are aware that. I don't think so we'll miss that. Yeah, not a big fan of Green Day. Carry no on. Offense. Number six, no. Push the Button by the Chemical Brothers. Oh, good album. Okay, all right. Not the Scissors. finest. No, not the finest. Scissor Sisters by the Scissor Sisters. I used to love the Scissor Sisters. What happened to the Scissor Sisters? <laughs> I saw them live. It was amazing. What happened to them? absolutely no idea. Okay. It's Time by Michael Bublé. I hate him. Yeah, me too. Hot Fuss by The Killers. Great album, but then they went haywire as well. Pushing the Senses by Feeder. (laughs) And then Athlete with Tourists. Ready for the singles? Yeah. Out of of Touch by Uniting Nations. No idea what that is. I Just Want to Live by Good Charlotte. Awful. Another shit band. Grief Never Grows Old by The One World Project. <sighs> Galvanised by The Chemical Brothers. It's a good song. Galvanised. That's a tune. The video works. The video, the video works. Thank God we've got the video. Uh, goodies, <laughs> goodies by Kiara featuring Pity Pablo. Sounds awful. Block party with So Here We Are dash positive T. 
attention. Only You by Ashanti, Almost Here by Brian McFaddy uh, and Delta Goodrum. Oh. Are You Lonesome Tonight by Elvis. And oh. number one, Like Toy Soldiers by Eminem. Yeah, I don't even know that. So. Mm. Getting rough now, isn't it? It's getting, really rough. getting rough. It's getting rough. Let's get into athlete then. So athlete formed in Ditford, London, comprising Joe Pop, Kerry Willits, Stephen Roberts, and Tim Wonstall. It's really hard to find uh, stuff on athlete. They're, they're they're quite an actual hard band to kind of research. They seem to be quite a private band actually. Mm. Um, and so there's a there's a piece I'll talk to later that that actually surprised me a bit, which we'll get to. So really hard to find something on. So I want to start, uh, there was a, a piece on a blog I found uh, written by Station 23 on everything2.com. So all the members of the band grew up together in Deptford and have known each other since they were 14. However, it was only when Tim Wonstall left to go to university that the other three seriously pursued a musical career. They formed a band named Wonder Cub. Thoughts on Wonder Cub? If I knew who they were, I would give you an opinion. No, no, just the name. What do you think of the name Wonder Cub? Oh, uh- Awful. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Cub, it's not that bad. Wonder Cub. Cub. Like cute little animal. Wonder cute little animal. Oh my god. Wonder Cub. Then he break a cell. Jesus. Right, moving no. on. I thought you were asking me who they were. But they're not. Ask- no, what did you think of the name? And it's so all right, so Wonder Cub began to play at the Camden Club Suck at the team when Menswear, Menswear were one of the most popular bands there. Menswear, Les. Did they rate the top 50 in season one? Did they? Did they? Nah. No. We will, we will, we will talk about them. Absolutely 100%. We will. So this was the uh, this was the early nineties. Britpop ruled. Everyone was frantically searching for the next oasis. Consequently, Wonder Club were making fairly bland, jangly guitar numbers, and before too long, attracted the interest of Island Records. This actually proved to be a bit of a problem for the fledging band. "Quote: The record company interest made us question where we were going," according to Pot. And apparently, they thought if they thought if record labels were interested in them, they must be doing something wrong. Rejecting the record deal and moving slowly towards less conventional pop, the band eventually renamed itself Athlete in 2000 and struggled to find a new direction. Help was at the hand with the return of Wanstall from university, equipped with a keyboard and a good knowledge of sampling techniques. This allowed the band to explore areas that have previously been inaccessible to them. As Robert freely admits, we have been messing around with ETH effects and weird instruments for a while, but we were frustrated with the lack of keyboard skills. Then Tim turned up and everything clicked. A year after that, and Rudy released their first EP, Westside, which made enough of them an impact to get signed up by Parlophone. That's a pretty big deal getting signed by Parlophone. Yeah. Two more singles followed. You got the style and beautiful, as well as touring Britain and Europe in a supporting role for the pop. I love that. The Polyphonic Spree, Les. What's your thoughts on Do you remember them? There was about 400 of them. Did we ever see them together? I remember you talking about them. I don't think we ever saw them together. I saw them. I want to say Team the Park. Who are they? They were like this. They're all dressed in white. There was like a ton of them. Like, but at least 15 of them. And they were quite big at the time. I don't think I... I didn't hate them, but I don't think I was a huge fan. But the novelty value... They were actually really good musicians. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, I forgot about them. Okay. So they supported, athletes supported the Polyphonic Spree. They supported the Electric Soft Parade, Minutemen, Simeon, and they supported Manson at one stage as well. Oh, wow. So Vehicles and Animals, not Albums, Kev, came out in 2003. And it was El Salvador was the first song of the album. Do you like El Salvador? To El Salvador. I prefer this album in general. That song's like a little it. bit. No, it's not amazing. It's not yeah, I'm not, yeah, it's funny. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of El Salvador. <laughs> and it kind of turns me off this album because it's the first song on the album. Yeah. Um, it, look, the album did really well. It went to number 19. BBC said about it, vehicle and vehicles and animals is a bright breezy, is as bright and breezy as a beautiful sunny morning at the coast, sure to blow away your cobwebs and leave you smiling and happy. The Guardian, Alex Petridius Army, four out of five. You can't help but feel, but the enterprise is doomed. But vehicles and animals is a great record, guilelessly cheery and knowingly witty in equal measure. Vehicles and uh, animals got nominated for a Mercury Prize in two thousand and three. Do you know who won? Um, no. All right. Let me tell you the nominees and you try and pick who won it. Right. You ready? Okay, love it. Love this. Okay. So Vehicles and Animals by Athlete. Mm-hmm. Untitled by Terry Walker. So Much for the City by The Thrills. A Rush of Blood to the Head by Coldplay. Boy in the Corner by Dizzy Rascal. Quixotic uh, by Martin, Martina Topley Bird. Permission to Land by The Darkness, Lost Horizons, Leave It in Jelly, Hail to the Thief by Radiohead, Floetic by Float Tree, Conversations with the Unseen by Soweto Kinch, and Angelina, Angelina Canna by Eliza Carthy. Dizzy Rascal. It was Dizzy Rascal. Yeah, I remember that. What's your thoughts on Dizzy? No, I remember being really angry. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it clear as day, and I was like, that's not good. Like, Just in really? general. Nice. Uh, Martine Totley Bird, she used to sing on some of Tricky's albums, and I loved, loved, loved that album, so I really wanted that one to win. Ah, uh, got it. Got that it, was got why. It. Look, going back to uh, Vehicles He's fun, and Animals. He's fun, though. He's fun. Does he rap? He's like? very fun. He's exceptional yeah. live. I've seen him a couple of times, and he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Look, I'm not a massive fan of El Salvador like we talked about, but there are good songs on it, like Beautiful, One Million, You Got the Style. It's a good album. It's not as good as I remember, though. So I would probably give that about a 6 out of 10, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Tourist. So Tourist came out on 2005. Uh, they, they did a couple of things, different things uh, for this album. They went to New York uh, to actually mix the album. Uh, quote, the person who wanted to mix it was a guy called Michael Breuer, who mixed Coldplay's debut album, uh, who has added loads to this record. Mixers are quite territorial, so they have to go there to work with them. And then also, there are a stack of strings on this album, which is very different to Vehicles and Animals. We got in this guy called Alan Peters, who did all the Echo and the Bunnymen strings back in the day, who was a friend of the producer. Echo and the Bunnymen, Les, we, I don't think we've ever talked about them. Don't care, yeah. do yeah. <laughs> um, So look, those two things, the album got to number one, uh, which was better than the first. Uh, when they were asked about the success of the second album and the pressure around that Joel said this to Caught in the Crossfire, like I said earlier, 
there's a shitload of pressure on people to sell records and be commercially successful. Our culture tells kids to pick up a guitar, write a catchy tune, preferably with an 80s vibe, get a weird haircut and a drug habit and you'll be famous. I want to steer clear of all that bollocks. We're fortunate to be on a label that has a history of bands that make creative music from the gut that turns out to be commercially successful. What I love about Ivor Novello is that an award is that the award was for this song, not the commercial success that came out, came of it. Having said all that, I'm well up for selling a shitload of records. Well, um, what song was that for? Wires, I think it was actually. Which oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, this album did well, but it doesn't seem to be well liked. Uh, Pitchfork, mm-hmm. three point six out of ten. Yeah, Here's the I kicker: f- for a band that tries so hard lyrically, athlete feels no pressure to experiment with the songwriting. That's well, that's rough. Pot's best Can you stop? Let me let me just jump in here because I found the best review of all time. Go on. The Guardian. One out of five. <laughs> According to the record company press release, Athletes UK Tour ended with an explosive show at Brixton Academy. Unless the building was destroyed by an earthquake or terrorist activity, this is difficult to imagine. Oh my so God. So evidence of tourist athlete function based as a general anaesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's no reason why there shouldn't be pop groups who make the perfect adjunct to a nice mug of cocoa by the fire. Though we must be reaching saturation point by now, if it's possible to imagine a gutted Coldplay or an even more comatose Snow Patrol, athlete is it. Tortoise-like tempos, pathetic keyboards, sporific orchestral arrangements and dreary vocals are their trademarks. And if I were to mention that they make Super Tramp sound like Armageddon, you might begin to grasp the scale of the problem. Music for the (laughs) faint-hearted. Like, I genuinely could not written that better. I want to just put Leslie Martin. Not, <laughs> but I can't. Then that, Who was it? Who wrote it, does it say? The, the Guardian, or it was too old, I didn't say. It's a good, good um, review in terms of it's clever, not true. But anyway, look, I, that, I, I think, to be fair, this is a number one album that I really like, but it seems a lot of professional journalists do not. Like and, ev- and you, not a journalist. Professional, though. Professional. That that's a stretch. Um, what did you? So have you? So we'll come back to this album, obviously, when we talk about the tracks. Did you ever get past this album onto the albums that followed? No. So let me talk about my athlete journey because okay. this has actually come as a surprise to me, and I'm not deliberately doing this to be. Um, I didn't expect me to have this reaction to this album as the first thing. Because okay. like I said at the beginning, when I thought we were going to talk about bands of 2000s, I'll, Athlete were up there for me. Always. Yeah. I yeah. really enjoyed Vehicles and Animals. I totally did. I remember being at uni. I had friends that had had it. I looked forward to Tourists coming out. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but the, the track Tourists I heard, I actually bought this album. Oh. I remember buying it. I heard it in the checkout in Tesco, finished my chef, bought it. I just got back from Australia. Like I like it's not this has come as a, just maybe it's one of these it's just come as a surprise to me. But I did I bought Vehicles and Animals and I liked that album. Like not like it's my favourite album in the world, but enjoyed it and would listen to it. Was really excited about tourists coming out. There's there are good tracks on this album, so just I'll 
preface that. Good. There are. And so then I bought it. And I remember being disappointed at the time. So this, oh. I remember now it comes back to, I was disappointed at the time, but I wasn't to the level I am now X amount of years later. Right. So after this album, I was done pretty much. And right. I haven't, not deliberately, I didn't go, that's what I'm done. But I didn't go, well, another thing is, I think you talk about this quite a bit as well. You've got to imagine the next album from Athlete, I was now living in Australia. So the first two albums of Athlete, I was literally, I was in the UK. So at Vehicles and Animals came out, I was living in the UK. And then I was in Australia, came back. I was back in the UK briefly when this album came out. Came, moved to Australia, lost yeah. touch kind of a little bit. You talk about that sometimes too. So I don't even know if they released anything else. So it wasn't a deliberate I'm over athlete, but I didn't hear because I'm not sure they were a band that travelled much. As in, like, they didn't have a reach outside of the UK as much. They weren't huge. So then it wasn't a deliberate I haven't listened to them again. It just kind of happened. And I yeah. had really forgotten about them until we were thinking about doing this again. Got it. So back to my original question. Did you listen to any of the other albums? Is the animal not? That's what I'm saying to you. No, nothing. Zero. Nothing. That was okay. the whole point. Nothing ever again. And I'm, I'm guessing from this, you, you, you're not interested in. Oh, uh, I might not like run out to do it. Um, <laughs> I might probably, you know, pass. Okay. Lately. But let me tell you about the albums that they released, and then I'll, I'll tell you about the rest of their career, and we'll we'll get into some of the tracks. So they did Beyond the Neighbourhood, which is um, 2007. It was their last album with Parlophone. It got to number five, actually. Um, they mainly did it by themselves, though. They created this really cool custom studio and produced it themselves. Um, again, mixed reviews, right? Pop Matters, six out of ten. There are, actually, there aren't too many instances of musical weakness on the record, though a few tracks are mediocre in comparison with the album's most winning moments. Overall, this is a very strong effort from Athlete. Should the band retain the sense of adventure they employ here, there is an exciting potential for the future projects. Pitchfork, 2.8. Oh. They really don't want Athlete. Let me just read you. I'll give you the, the last. Without someone to bounce ideas with, they indiscriminately tack classy-sounding loops and keyboards onto songs that are even more hematic and lifeless than before and too many listens will likely result in a realisation that our time on Earth is indeed too short. Beyond the Neighbourhood is the sonic equivalent of a beautiful coffin. Let me read that again. Beyond the Neighbourhood is the sonic equivalent of a beautiful coffin. Wow. Look, I, I, I think the reviews are harsh. I actually really enjoyed this. Uh, Hurricane, Tokyo, The Outsiders, It's Not Your Fault. I actually, on this series of listing, I like this better than their first album. I actually enjoyed this. But you picked this album, right? So. <laughs> Black Swan, 2009, number 18. Joel and Black Swan. We've definitely experienced the joys of life, said Joel whether it's all those things that athlete have achieved or the birth of our kids, but like anyone, we've had really difficult times too. In the last few years, the band have lost close relatives, seen friends' marriages fall apart, and we've suffered miscarriages. 
the week that wires came out, myself and Joel found out, both found out that our partners had miscarried on the same day, remembers keyboard player Tim Wonstall. That was definitely a black swan event for us. Until something like that happens, you don't really realize how fragile life is, and it definitely influences the way you look at the world afterwards. Ooh, that's sad. That is so sad. Um, the defiance of that lyric is a particularly apt, given the act that the athlete made Black Swan as an unsigned man. They parted company with Parlophone at the beginning of 2008 after the takeover of EMI saw budgets frozen and most of the team the athlete had worked with for three albums made redundant. Uh, the EMI we knew wasn't really there anymore, says drummer Stephen Roberts. Athlete were relieved to leave the label. In fact, they celebrated by having a curry and cracking open a bottle of champagne that had been sent by Parlophone when they won their Ivor Novello for wires. But that certainly doesn't mean that the 15 months they spent without a label were easy. Luckily, we'd already built and paid for our own studio, when, and when we were in there working on our new material, we were on a total high, explains bassist Kerry Willis. But there were certainly no guarantees that we'd get another deal with a big label, and until we did, money was extremely tight. Um, so Black Swan, two and a half out of five from Slant Magazine. Um, as with most serial dramas, Black Swan, Black Swan, Black Swan adheres to a predictable formula and familiar emotional terrain. I, look, it's a nice a couple of nice songs. Doesn't feel that much has changed. Good songs like Magical Mistakes and Superhuman Touch. Black Swan, the actual song Black Swan is stunning. Absolutely stunning. Um, so that was the last of the albums. They did a singles collection with a world tour to promote. Then they did a, an acoustic tour, which was live at the Union Channel Chapel. Uh, they kind of broke up, not really. So Carrie said, about two or three years ago, we finished our fourth record and there wasn't really the same drive to do another one. And the whole music industry was falling apart a bit. Um, everybody, after 10 or 12 years of doing, just wanted a new challenge. We'd been in each other's pockets for a decade. Not that we really didn't enjoy it. We did, but it came to try something else. Um, so Carrie Willits, he's done a solo album called Stickers, and he's got a band called Boxes. Uh, Joel turned his attention to songwriting. So since 2011, Paul has co-written and produced tracks with a number of artists, including George Ezra, London Grammar, and James. I hate George Ezra. What's Talk to me about that. That shit song, Budapest. Oh. Then he does that other annoying song. Um, maybe go with shotgun. Maybe do, do, do. Mm. Oh god, oh, that, was, that was massive. It's horrible music. Horrible music. <laughs> horrible. Awful. Uh, Light London uh, grammar, though. Big fan. Yeah, so London grammar: James Bay, Gabriel Applin, Tom Walker, and Shura. He was nominated to the 2015 Iber Novello Awards as co-writer for Budapest by George Ezra. Fucking <laughs> Drummer Stephen manages bands. Keyboard player Tim works in the city, but I can't find another Tim. However, they're still friends, and they actually live all the way. Um, they're really close to each other. Did you, in your research, did you find anything about Athlete being a Christian band? No. Are they... So, kind of? So, anyway, this is from The Guardian. On Monday, Athlete released their second album, Tourist, tipped for number one. 
The London band hailed as the new Coldplay are veterans of Christian music festivals across the land. Their success follows hot on the heels of Natasha Bedingfield and her brother Daniel. The artists are linked to the evangelical church group Ictus, Ictus? Uh, which organises youth services, events and missions in a string of churches across South London and Kent. But in all the pre-publicity for the album, the musicians have been reticent to talk about their faith, despite the fact that they met at the Christian rock festival Greenbelt. The closest the athlete have ever come is a reference in the song West Side, a track on the debut album which contains the lyrics, House on the Rock, surely it will last forever. House on the Rock, don't you know it's now or never. Um, so the House on the Rock is actually an international tr- church in Bermondsey in the southeast of London. So I didn't know that at all. Yeah, they are. I just Googled it. But they're not, I mean, that doesn't really change anything, but they're not, I just didn't know they were. Um, so back to, I well, you, don't, you don't feel it in their music. It's not, no, it's not obvious. Mm-hmm. No. And we'll talk about some of the lyrics a little bit later on, but you certainly don't go, oh, that's a little bit preachy or, I mean, you don't, to be not honest, at it's a, not at all. So station 23. All the members of the band are Christians taking an active role in their local churches and performing at several Christian music festivals. This came out as something as a surprise to me since I'd listened to the album a dozen times before someone told me the band's religious views. This, I suspect, is a good indication of their ability to keep those views to themselves and not force them down the throats of any other people. They refuse to comment on their religious beliefs in interviews and certainly don't write songs that are particularly spiritual or doctrinal. Um... Yeah, every interview, like I was like, oh, let me find out when they've spoken about that and what they've said, and da-da. there's nothing. So mm-hmm. they definitely haven't gone over the top with that at all. So I have no idea. Of, you can't yeah. tell from the tracks for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Shall we get into the tracks themselves then? Cool. There is some good songs you've said you liked on this album, right? Okay. Yeah. What do you think of Chance is the first song? Um, oh Christ, we're here already. It's awful. No, it's uh, no, no, no. It drags, it's a nice song, but it drags. And I put lovely but drags in brackets, sums up the album. This is what this album is lovely, too long. Drags, drags. You just get over it, shoot yourself in the head, and you're like, Is this still on? That's how angry I was getting at the end. Is that still on? And that same song, why is he still saying? <laughs> making me so angry his voice and I want to talk about his voice as well like oh. I hate it you don't why what what coming out you got uh, coming uh, 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 I hate it don't understand I'm really sorry I'm not trying to be difficult I actually was looking forward to talking about athlete and I still am I'm glad we're touching upon them because they were they were a big out. They were a big band at that time, and I bought both their first two albums. Mm. I still have the two. I still have it. Um, it's just not you know, chances. Um, nice enough should not start the album with that. Um, and just drags on a bit. I disagree one hundred percent. As always, I think this is a gorgeous start to the album. The strings before the chorus when they come crashing in is just brilliant. And I forgot his voice is gorgeous. Like it's a great voice. The I think it's a really strong start to the album. I really enjoy the electronic samples in the last minute and a half. 
I mean, the lyrics, if I had the chance to start again, then you would be the one I'd come and find, like the poster of Berlin on my wall. Maybe there's a chance our walls might fall. So the song Chances was in Doctor Who series five. Vincent so the Doctor I, I about, <laughs> about Vincent van Gogh, right? So Demolition Lover 4. This was an absolute perfect song for the Vincent and Doctor episode of Doctor Who. I don't think I've cried so hard in such a long time. Les, what do you think about Doctor Who? The same as the song. Because it's space. And it's not space, but it's the same shit. <laughs> it's, it's the whole TARDIS. I mean, come on. And what's the other thing? Yeah, that TARDIS. And then he goes in the phone box or something. Oh, awful. Cool. All right. Well, anyway. I like chances, and I'm going to play it. Like me, trying my hardest to explain. Um, so this was their second single released on the 7th of May 2005. Number 16 it got to. Really simple visit. The uh, video the guys just play in the desert, which has a time span thing of, of day versus night. Um, what do you like about the song? This is, should have, this should have started the album. You would have caught Breaking. my attention. Yes, okay. Not a bad song. Hmm. Bit more upbeat, bit catchy. His voice isn't that annoying. Should have started the album with this for sure. Don't so make this song at all. Okay. So Joe wrote this when he was touring. Talks about his family. It's pretty clear on the um, on the lyrics. So when I say, I can't even, I'm not going to say it. When I see you next, we'll make the most of it. Tell the sun to start moving again. The taste of your kiss I've still got on my lips. And I'll take you there with me. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a gorgeous song. I'm all in on this song. It's nice. It's beautiful. Guitar, drums, all good. Um, from YouTube, the name, Les, of this person on, on YouTube, Drugs Bunny. <laughs> uh, now, he's put, my dad died last year. I always used to tell him all the cool and interesting things I did. I actually did a lot of it just so I would have something to share with him. Ever since he passed away, I've deeply missed having somebody who's worth sharing my, experience with, to ex- sharing my experiences with. So when I see him next, we'll make the most of it. Oh, that's nice. I think this is a gorgeous song. Should we play it? Yeah. As it's making its way back down We find ourselves 
Best song on the album by a country mile. Why? But they all, yeah. I would listen to this. This song I would listen to again and again and again. It's beautiful. What do you? Okay. It's a beautiful song. His voice is good. I do like the chorus. It breaks in. I mean the verse. It breaks into that chorus, and it's something special. It's a special song. It's a beautiful oh, song. That's really that. That is nice. All right. So this is their third single. Only got to number forty-three though. Which is surprising. The video. That's the reason yeah. I got this album. When I heard this song, I went and got the album. So, so excited to get it. Um, oh, okay. And this song was one I'd actually forgotten about. And when I listened, when we're doing this, and I listened to the song again, I was like, I forgot. This is a stunning song. It's a stunning song. Good. The video actually does this justice as well because it's a little robot walking around an airport, and I think it's them like the. The robot is a metaphor for how they feel when they travel. Um, look, it's brilliant. You've 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 sang it. The bit at two twenty where you go, "I want to be with you, my baby. my baby," and then the drums and the strings, bang! It just brilliant. Um, is this your song? Yes, please. All right, let's play tourist. Down our street, a 
It's a nothing song. It's a, no, I think I no, no, no. The intro, the, the the piano at the start is gorgeous. How can you uh, disarm myself? I don't want no one else. All I want is you. All I want is you. Uh, Tally J said the song is actually about Carrie, the bass player. It was about a girl he knew at university, and he was so in love with her, but she was engaged to someone else. He basically knew he had to get her to know how that he loved her. And it's all the emotions he felt as he went to tell her. The story doesn't end there because she realized she loved him too and now they're married. That's cute. Cool. <laughs> do you have a heart? Really? Of course I do. I, I really do. And I think it's just so hard. It's even harder because I'm not even in the same room as you because I'm trying to be, you know, do you think it would be like if I was in the room with you now? Do you think it'd be less harsh, or do yeah, you think you'd amp think it so. up? No, I think it'd so be this, less. You'd be nice because you would see the face. See, I'm in two minds, right? Because this, I'm always this is the this is really strange. I'm in two minds because the thing is, yes, I'm hashtag conviction, and yes, all the rest of it. I don't want to be mean about this album. I'm deliberately not. I'm not trying to be mean or deliberately not like it. I'm just severely disappointed at how bad this album is. And I'm not doing it any other reason that I'm disappointed I don't like it because I actually thought I was an athlete fan. And I mean mm. that. I loved, I bought this album, I bought the first yeah. album, but I just didn't realise how boring they are. And it's boring. And I'm sorry. And I, 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 don't, know what, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I mean, you obviously need to talk about this album. It obviously means a lot to you and me, like that, and I get it. But I can't pretend because that wouldn't be real. You wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want me to go. No. Oh, it's amazing, and I don't no. want to dislike it. And it's not like a. It's not like a reef. It's not like a JJ seventy two where it's a sheer hatred. It's awful, and I can't stand it. I'll never listen to it. For me, this is actually disappointing because I bought this album. 
and I know athlete and I liked athlete and I'm just like really and I've been so surprised at my reaction to it and I have tried I've listened to at least six or seven times and I'm like again I get to track eight and what I've got I've just got to know all right. Well, I okay. We'll get to the to the later tracks a bit later on. Let's quickly play trade in here. Beautiful song, mm-hmm. overplayed. I haven't heard it for such a long time. I'm over it. I actually think I overplayed it. That's the problem. I'm not actually uh... blaming anyone else but me. So it's, um, it's look, I know what the song's about and the meaning behind it. I'm sure you'll touch upon it, but beautifully written. I can see why it won an Ivor Novello Award for songwriting, 100%. Because it's emotional, it comes from the heart, it's it builds, um, it doesn't It doesn't end, like it builds. So it starts off kind of slow, it kind of builds. The lyrics are stunning. I think I've heard it too many times, so you're kind of over it. His voice is now beginning to grate a bit. But yeah. you can't, you just, you can't, you can really can't knock this song. No, it's, a, it's... You can't. This song is, is, is absolutely gorgeous. Um... This was the first single off the album. It went to number four. The video that went with it has nothing to do with the, the content of the song, which I found I really... Not nothing at all. They play underground in a tunnel and then on a runway. And it's 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 quite an odd choice for a video because you think that they would tie it into the content, but maybe they deliberately wanted to stay away from it. So I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But look, the song itself is about Joel's daughter, Myla. She was born, uh, the night she was born, Joel got sent home from hospital. But when he got home, there was a message from his wife saying his newborn daughter had had seizure, seizure and was rushed into intensive care. Um, so it's about him obviously rushing back, not knowing if she was going to be okay. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, but that's a scary, scary time for, for anyone in that situation. The lyrics, obviously, you've got wires going in, you've got wires coming out of your skin, you've, you've got tears making tracks, I've got tears that are scared of facts. Like, the writing on this is just stunning. It it's is. heartbreaking, it's emotional. Um, you know, this song, this is uh, Jess Ward on the YouTube comments. When I hear the song, it reminds me of my son and my birth. It's very hard for me to listen to it. It was difficult for me and my wife as he was born premature and needed resuscitating. He was then put into neonatal he was tiny i had to leave him that night and it was one of the hardest things i had to do my wife couldn't see him for two days because she was so weak he's now a half very happy fun loving three-year-old 
when things like that happen, it just puts things into perspective and really makes you appreciate life. It's it's a really gorgeous, stunning song. Um, do you have anything to add before we sort of play it? No, I think it's yeah, it won that Ivor Novello Award, which is always for songwriting. Um, and you can see why. Like that's heartfelt. I think they write it well because until you really understand, it's hard to know what the song's about unless you read about the meaning. You kind of guess, but you're not really sure. Um, and that's the kind of songwriting that I do love, where it's a little bit open to interpretation or you've got to think. I hate songs that are just mm. so prescriptive. Um, and they do this well. This is a good song. Excellent. All right, so let's play Wires. you drop blood on So a lot, lot of chatter about the meaning of this one, whether it means it's more around Joel's daughter, religion, drugs, all that sort of thing. It's a good song. I'm not a massive fan until the female starts singing. I'm not sure who it was, but she starts singing at the three-minute mark, which I think really adds to it. Um, I thank you for soul. No point unless you've got soul. This world has got to have soul. It's the lyrics. Look, I'm not going to play this song. I don't mind it. I just don't. It's not as strong as the previous songs. Now, yesterday threw everything at me. Yep. Do you know why this song's special? No. Okay. You tell me. All right. Well, usually we sort of tend to keep a little things a bit, a bit private in terms of what happens uh, in each of our lives. Um, this one's got a special meaning for me. Uh, I have a long-term partner and we're married and this was our uh first dance i know and we'll live instantly <laughs> so this know. um yeah so look this is the and thank god it's this one <laughs> well i don't think wires would fit let's be honest but so this 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 album is is special to me and my partner um, it's one we always used to play and this song just the lyrics in it the you are first on my list when everything around uh, is gone I know you are first on my list when everything is showing up for what it is so I actually have my wedding ring has first on my list 
inscribed on it. So does my partner's. And I remember, so when I hear this song, I remember, remind, remember us doing, so we took dancing lessons yes, to, to do I the remember. first dance. Yeah, we did. And so, and it just, it's a special, it's a unique, it's a gorgeous song. And basically the whole premise is that we're each other's, we're the first pick, we're the first on each other's lists. Um, so it's very. It's funny that song. you have a list, though, isn't it? That's not a surprise to anyone, <laughs> is it? Really? Of course, it, that's... of course it is. But this is It's a beautiful song. Yeah, it's I did remember. And that's it's tricky to I'm... dance to. You did a very good job. I remember it. Very good job. And it only, I think, we only danced to like. A minute and a half and then through something really fun and dancey so that everyone else could dance to as well so it's a great track and i've written that and the words are great um awesome and it's a beautiful song and i know it means a lot to you i still believe that and we could talk about and what i want to do is talk about this at the end i won't ruin it now but um are you judging the whole album based on what the song means to you or do you genuinely love this album I'm going to be controversial because I'm throwing it out there. Because I get no, it. No, no, I think it's a good question. I genuinely really like this album. Okay. The al- I genuinely really like this album. Um, I like a lot of the other songs on this album. Um, just that this one is a little bit special. Um, but yeah, should we should we play it? Of course. Cool. Let's do it. Is this not this your song? My... Yeah, of course it's my of song. Of course it's your song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, they threw everything at me. Switch on the light between each other, elevated to your side. Now I'm nervous. It's time to tell you honestly, so we can alter history.
street map. Like I'm done now. <laughs> That's it. We're good. We're done. Yeah, I said the nice thing about the whole song that I had to say the nice thing about, and I'm done now. It's not yeah, good. Actually... It's a poor. It's a poor ending to the song. All of no, them. no. It's lovely. Street map's really nice. One day. I'm surprised. I like this. Are you sure really... you've just not been taken over by sentiment here? Like, really? Can we just really dig into this? Let's do it, because like, this is a music review. We're professionals. We've got the reason why. They, I haven't said anything yet as to why the album's important to you, because I wasn't sure if you are going to share it or not. It's out there now. So, without me being mean, park what this album, and especially track seven, means to you. Park that. Genuinely... I came to you now and said, Kev, this is what this is the homework. This is in Les says. I want you to listen to this album. Are you really going to? Are you really? Because from the things that you normally like, this isn't even near. And this is, I really want you to dig deep. And actually, if you do, amazing. And that's cool. And this is what this whole thing's about. And this is why I love doing this podcast because we just talk about, you just never know. But do you genuinely, genuinely, your heart of hearts, from a music critic perspective, knowing what you like, do you actually believe this is a good album? Can we wait till the end? Okay. All right, so let's talk about... Uh, I actually like... I don't know why... Street Map's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I get I'm really bored. I get really bored now. Okay, I'm hold, bear with me, all right? I'm not a little bit, yeah. Okay, so numbskull. I like to think this about being a person you fell in love with but lost sight before you had the chance to tell him or her. But you can't let go of the thought of meeting him or her once again, even if you don't know when or why, you just feel it has to happen because you were meant to be. And once the other person learned about your feelings, maybe he or she would return them. I think it's a lovely song. I like it. Good. It's nice. Yeah. I'm playing it. Street map. See this? What am I doing? It's awful, isn't it? I'm shaking my head. I don't. I actually don't like this. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. Uh, it's the most up, upbeat and different sounding song in the album, but I just, I just don't like it. Uh, I've not got much to say about it, to be honest. Moving on. Yeah. Twenty-four hours. Fourth single. Got to number forty-two. Uh, it's just live footage of them playing in a concert. This is the point where the album, and, and this is why you've been hinting at it a bit through this, that you go, is it still on? 
because towards the tail end of this album, it does feel a little bit samey same. It feels like a retread, and unfortunately, it's a kind. It's a formula by athlete. Uh, when you go through their career, it's a formula that they don't move too far away from uh, in their style of music, which is not a bad thing. But just when it's a long album, forty-six minutes, you start to go, oh, "I think I've heard that before." Sounds like so. I actually put, I've get what the critics say, it does seem to feel a little bit semi-semi at this point. It's still nice, but it feels like a retread. But the last minute is good. It's a little bit of a hurrah, but you're starting, you're starting to feel it's the same. Your thoughts? 100%. This is, I actually think this is the point, well, probably the track before, where, um, like, to be fair, if you play the album out, Chances okay and it would drag you. Halfway I like two as you know, I like big trade near boring, wireless wires, everybody likes it. If I find out you I'm still not bored yet, because it's like bad song. Then a yeah. good song, yeah. bad song. Yesterday yeah. through me, great track. And then oh, and then I go street map, modern mafia. And then I'm like, oh and I'm like, we're done. Because nothing else breaks it up. Because you know, you go you kinda go, okay, song, great song. Okay, some great song. Okay, great song. So the great songs pulled you back in, but then there's none. Well, I think I think they tried that with Modern Mafia. I think they tried to change it all up, but it just didn't, didn't nah. work for me. But look, so let's skip twenty four hours and let's go into the final song, which is "I Love." What did you think of that? Oh, I can tell by you look defeated. What, I'm what defeated. Did you... Why did they end the album like this? They shouldn't have ended the album like that. No, no, awful. Yo. Get rid of Modern Mafia, 24 hours. Like I said, it's a bit of a hurrah. Drop I love and you're good to go. Maybe. If you, drop eight, if you drop 8, 9, and 10, if you drop 8, 9, 10, 11, I'd have scored this album differently to what I actually do. Okay. Um, look, it's not a hurrah. It's a nice song. It's not great. Maybe have it in the middle somewhere to break up the album. I don't know. Um, we'll play it to take out the podcast. I do like the electric sounds at the end, but mm, I, same as you a little bit. Towards the, the end of the album, wanes a little bit. Right, reviews. Brad L, one out of five. <laughs> and Nazareth for the 21st century. There's just nothing here you haven't heard done before a hundred times without much wit, glamour or sparkle. However, I bet they go down a storm at the Reading Festival. Slap Monkey, one out of five. Dull as the proverbial dull thing. Kier's three out of five. Played this album a lot in my mid-teens, and it's very much got that post-Coldplay feel to it. Generic lyrics set to sweeping orchestras, which is annoying at times. Their debut wasn't the best record ever, but at least it was a little bit different from the mm-hmm. pack. But even so, the standards of so- the standard of songwriting here is a lot better than vehicles. And I do feel this is a good record. Ultimately, they're a band. They'll give you a good listen, but will no way ever change your life. Five out of five, KH Mark. Athlete opened the, opened for Snow Patrol here in Chicago, and I find myself really enjoying the performance. Their CD is a nice collection of solid, well-engineered indie music on par with nothing else out there. It reminds me of good old Bell and Sebastian, Leslie. Does it? Okay, good. An emotional but fairly mellow CD has taken a few lessons but has grown on me. 
For those of you who enjoy music like Snow Patrol, Coldplay, Balanced Fashion, Echo and the Bunnymen, or Death Cab, try this CD. Death Cab. Hello, Sebastian. You Death Cab from Cube. They're okay. Uh, last one, Dawson 5 out of 5. I hated the first album, but this one blew me away. Gone are the quirky beeps and novel noises of vehicles and animals and income-sweeping grandiose orchestral-driven epics. Worth it just for the track 24 Hours Alone. Les, what do you think of this? Overall, if you had to give it a rating and Les says, what would you give this? Well, we do give it a rating, don't we? And I've got more rating here. You ready for that? Go on then. 4 yeah, out of 10. Oh, way. Come on. 4 out of 10. So, a point for Tourist, point for Wires, point for Yesterday Through Everything That Me, and a point for Effort. Four out of ten. Four out of ten, Ken, it's awful. I know, and that's just the thing. Get it means that this is what I really want you to talk. I really I want to park what I think about it, because this is your pick, and it means a lot to you. I, need, I want you to really discuss the sentimental side versus the music side. Do you genuinely believe? Because there are albums I like, love, mm-hmm. for sentimental reasons. And if I was to mm-hmm. talk about them on this podcast, I would get laughed at all the way out of this podcast. You would give it 9 out of 10, you'd give it 0, I'd get laughed at on Twitter. And I get that. Music is a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. Very. But these are the albums that we talk about on this podcast to rate and review and talk about, and like we've done. And I just, like, I just don't, I did not enjoy this. I'm surprised I didn't. I the good songs on here though are are great. That's the thing. That's the thing with Athens. They have that potential, but there's just too much rubbish on it. I think four out of ten is really harsh, but I like this album. I haven't listened to it in a long time, and obviously because of the the personal connection I have to it, I was really really worried really worried that I would go back and go but I actually I really enjoy this album I think it's a gorgeous album I do see you know some of the reviews saying that it's a it's a it's familiar there's a retread you know I get that there's a bit samey samey it does at the end feel a little bit too long but there are still some beautiful pieces of music on this and yeah I have that special connection to this album so I it's going to be an album I will continue to listen to. And for that reason, I would have, if I hadn't had the retread towards the end of the album, it would have been about an eight, but I actually think a seven is where I would put this album right now. So, have you ever seen them? I was thinking about this today, and I don't think so. I thought maybe a team of Park seen that Jamie would think I have. Wait, I have, I don't know if you were there because we got confused last time, but I have seen them at Team the Park. So yeah, because there's a part of me that feels a half. Yeah. Um, athlete.mu is the website and athlete band on Twitter. Next episode is a listener pick. Oh, yeah. And I don't think you have a clue who this is, which is fantastic. And this is a band I've never listened to. Oh. Ever. You ready? I've seen their album cover everywhere it's a very iconic album cover but i've never actually listened to the band the what band is, is the music i know the music i've got that album the take the long road and walk in that was huge um in the, the old town of perth right okay massive 
Is that the, the, so this is a debut album. It's picked yeah. by Graham and Chris. Is that song on this album or is it a follow? Yeah, okay. So you're, what, when, was last time you listened, when was the last time you listened to the album? Probably when it was released. When was it released? Oh, God, I don't know. I'd have to check the notes from next. I don't know. Yeah, then. then. So you haven't I listened haven't, to this no, album in a I long time. I remember it being time. huge at the time. This is going to be another one that's interesting. Does it stand up? Yeah, I think I did at the time. I remember that track. That was a huge track. Okay. You weren't here then. Were you here then? No. So this is why this is this is completely new to me. I recognise the album cover, but that's about it. So I'm really, oh, I'm excited by it. Let's see how we go. How are you feeling? This is the one episode where I actually feel sad about being mean about an album. The rest of them I'll be like, didn't bat an eyelid. I don't really. Oh, I'm surprised you don't like it as much as you do, but that's that's just you. So. Um, no, it doesn't change my opinion on how I feel about the album. And, you know, I'm still connected to that band. I'm still connected to that song. And it's still an album I'd go back to. Um, no, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm Are good. you surprised at all the reviews and how not liked it is? Yeah, I must admit, that was one of the things as I was going through this. I was like, this is... And I don't know if it's, if it's the comparisons against... The comparisons against Coldplay must be so annoying for them as a band because they're not yeah. the same, and that's that, the they same. are annoying because that's annoying because they're not the same. Um, so yeah, I did, you know, and look, look, this is, I mean, I've got their greatest hits is is awesome, apart from El Salvador, which I, I just don't like, but anyway, their greatest hits is actually really good, greatest hits. Um, I just don't. I don't think I'd go back to any of the later albums. I wouldn't go back to Vehicles and Animals. I would listen to this again or The Greatest Hits. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's the sentiment, but I think that's what I love about music, and I've told you this before. That's what music is. Music makes you make memories to music. You have your special. Like if you think about it, right? Music is everything. So you grow up, you love music, and it reminds you of your childhood. It reminds you of your youth then you have things like your first song at your wedding or you have that song with your partner or the song that you listen to when you remember that person. That's what mm. music is. And that's the thing. This is why sometimes I always find with music it's a hard thing to... You can't critique and ever be right because it has such a personal effect for people, but it's also got memories attached to it. And also some people like a certain type of music and then yet they don't. But... The fact that this album means a lot to you and then you've listened to it again and it still stands up for you is awesome because it would have been sad if it didn't. Oh, it would have been heartbreaking. Absolutely. Whereas, you know, for me, it's like it was an album that I didn't listen to a great deal. I did buy it and it just hasn't, it just hasn't hit the mark or stood up when I think of other albums of that time that still do. But, hmm. and I can see, but I think the fact that it has stood up for you over that time and it has that, and I think it's amazing. You know, it's an amazing thing. It's first song at your wedding. That's such a special thing. And to still love it and to still mean something all these years later, that's what music's about. Agree. Absolutely agree. Um, so next episode, we've got the music. And uh, Yeah. So hopefully Ooh. that's an interesting one. And you've got to think about what your pick is after that. Oh, it's me next, again. It's back to you. So... Um, 
we'll see how we go. You haven't had a bad pick yet. It's honestly, no, do you know what the thing is? Like, with, with these episodes, don't you feel, when we did the top 50, yeah. apart from the odd one, like Stone Roses or Reef, you didn't really put yourself out there because it was just in the top 50. Your spreadsheet did all the work, so who cared? But this... <laughs> if I pick it and you hate it, oh man. Oh yeah, you bet. All right. You've had so a hard people... trot. You've had a hard trot in this already. JJ seventy two slammed. This. I know. I like to. Is that uh... your only two choices so far? Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, let's get on out of here. Everyone, stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And uh, keep in touch with us, and we'll see you next episode for the music. All right, Les, good talking to you. See you Bye. later. Bye.
I love it. 